Good morning, Marcus. Uh, nice to have you on. Uh, I've noticed in the latest diary that, uh, that Brad says you can come out of isolation. Is it today or tomorrow? What, you've been reading my diaries? Yeah, I've been reading your diaries. Well, come on. Half of Sydney's... Personal, Marcus, how dare you? Half of Sydney's been reading your diaries. That's what happens when you have them published in the Daily Telegraph. Oh, right, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, today, today, this, yeah, late this afternoon, I think, or this okay. evening, I'm, uh, I'm officially uh, ISO-free. So um, I, uh, I get to... I get to just go from ISO to lockdown as of uh, as of late this afternoon. Yeah, well, look, um, I know your colleagues are going to be meeting today because there's a lot of uh, conversation and a, I have to say a little bit of apprehension about what's happening next week, David, because we've got kids returning from school holidays ordinarily. Um, I suppose the, the, the Premier and the uh, education and health officials will nut out some sort of uh, arrangement. Uh, we're being told that possibly schools could be rated between one and four in terms of risk for students and I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Not that I want to preempt anything. Well, that's, uh, that's a decision the Premier um, will, I think she's indicated she'll probably say, make some comments about that uh, tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm, I'm quietly confident that the students will be going back because uh, if you look at the statistics, um, most of the, uh, the, 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 the ongoing uh, positive cases are actually, the majority of them are already in isolation or there will be people that have... Um, uh, that have already been traced. So, um, uh, but you know, we've we've always made sure that we've treated this with caution. And of course, nobody ever wants to put children uh, at risk. And I'm just grateful. I mean, I've got a, I've got a HSC student at the, in uh, at home. Uh, I'm just grateful it's happened during the school holidays because uh, I'd hate to see these kids unnecessarily lose two weeks of school. Again. Well, my boy went through it last year. Uh, look, he ended up doing okay, but it was a disrupted year. There's no doubt about that. That's the unfortunate consequence of, of going through this pandemic, as you know. Today I get my first uh, Pfizer shot. You'll get your second dose of AstraZeneca, um, what, on the on, weekend? Yeah, on Saturday morning I'll get my second dose of AstraZeneca. So, okay. um, I mean, I uh, I don't normally have a reaction to, to any vaccines, but uh, the first... The first vaccine I got, I was okay for the first 24 hours, and then the second 24 hours, I felt like I had um, the flu, and then mm. it went away as quickly as it came. So they tell me uh, that, you know, depending on your metabolism, uh, AstraZeneca, sometimes the first one is going to give you a little bit of a tickle up, and then, uh, and I think with you, you'll probably find your second Pfizer if you're going to be. Uh, react if you're going to react to it, it'll yeah. probably be the second one. All right. Well, that's later this month on the thirtieth. So at least by the end of this month, I'll be fully vaccinated, which is good. I'll get to put that little thing on my profile picture saying I'm I'm fully vaxxed. So will yeah. you, David? By the way. Uh, now, just on the serious side of things, of course, vaccinations are serious. But how disappointed as police minister were you? Uh, with some of the uh, ridiculous and I would say selfish behaviour of footballers and others over the weekend just passed? Well, I think the Premier's called them selfish and I think she's being polite. I mean, I, uh, I cannot believe uh, that they would not only put themselves at risk, which is, um, you know, is, is obviously a very important message that the government and the health professionals have been putting out, don't put yourself at risk, but putting the whole game, and we, we, we don't have a lot to look forward to um, when you're in lockdown, and being able to watch the NRL 
uh, is uh, one of the few niceties that we've got left. Yeah. Uh, and so for those Silverfish players to say that um, uh, the rules don't apply to them and therefore put the NRL at risk, I feel very, very sorry for um, uh, for the rest of the players that are doing the right thing and the rest of the players' families. I mean, we you know there's always the argument, Marcus, about you know why they treated specially, why they treated differently. You know, NRL pe- NRL players are put up on the pedestal unnecessarily. Well, they are, but the reality is they are. There's nothing we can do about that because Sydney loves its rugby league. Um, but I I just think it really is beyond the pale for them to, to think that the rules don't apply to them. And then, of course, put this multi-million dollar industry that gives us so much joy and happiness at a time when we need joy and happiness at risk. Yeah, and obviously these uh, stories are high profile because of the, I guess, the uh, the fame associated with uh, high profile athletes and professional athletes. Not the only ones, though. We've had some ridiculous uh, situations over the last week, you know, people... Um, going out of their way to almost do the wrong thing. And I think it's high time we we really put our foot down against all of this, you know, whether it's travelling to Dubbo Zoo, whether it's yeah. you know, being involved in other parties at Waterloo and all the rest of it. Look, it's a couple of weeks. I know that it's frustrating. And look, my, my son, my eldest, turned tw- 21 uh, as soon yeah. as bloody Sydney went into lockdown. We yeah. haven't been able to have his 21st birthday yet. Yeah, well, Mark, my, my, my youngest bloke, he turned 18 last week. I still haven't even had a, dr- a drink with him, and he's living in the room above my study. So um, the first thing we'll be doing uh, this evening is uh, I can't offer him a hand because they're Woodfitters, you know, because I've drunk all the Woodfitters. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> it's all gone. The Woodford is well and truly drained, I read, actually. Yep, okay. Well and truly drained. At a funeral for the bottle. Um, yes. And so I'll, I'll be able to have a drink with him. But, you know, Marcus, the police just briefed me early this morning before I got on the phone to you, and they, they, yesterday they issued another 125 fines. Now, the only winner out of that is Dominic Perrottet when he, when he that's another $125,000 goes into the state coffers. But I don't understand how... People must be living under a rock. If they don't understand um, what the stay at home means. Yeah. Well, stay, it's quite simple. And look, if we all abide by the rules for the rest of the next few days, then, you know, and despite concerns that residents aren't taking it seriously, take it serious, follow the health advice over the next few days, and hopefully uh, by Friday, the Premier will be able to announce that restrictions will be eased. Before I let you go, residents in the state, David, will be able to surrender unwanted or unregistered firearms, parts, ammunition for destruction at no cost and without penalty for illegal possession as a part of this monumental and first ever permanent national firearms amnesty. Yeah, Marcus, I'm I'm really pleased that uh, we've been able to announce this. I mean, I uh, I know it's a strange thing for an ex-soldier to say, but um, I, I I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with having the number of firearms in the community that that we have. I've never been a um, a believer that you know in Australia we have a right to bear firearms. It's an American thing. We, it's a it's a privilege to have firearms in this country, and people need to treat it as such. So. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, what John Howard did in '96. I think that yeah. he uh, he made the nation just that little bit safer. Uh, and so I, I and I'm very very conscious, Marcus, and because it's happened in my own social network that, that people find themselves that they've got ammunition or they find themselves with firearms because you know old pop passes away and we didn't realise what he had in the shed. And yeah. and uh, so this gives everybody the presumption of innocence and that if they want to be proactive and uh, and surrender the firearm or the ammunition or the piece of the firearm, 
um, well, no further action will be taken. And, and, I, and I know that this is something that the police um, uh, will be comfortable to do. So yeah. people feel free to, to, to hand it into the local constabulary. And this, of course, uh, all coincides with the launch of GunSafe, this new online portal for managing firearms transactions in New South Wales. Yeah, that's right. And and we'll, we've, the firearms registry, uh, which I, I happily admit has had um, some difficulties in, in, in previous years, I mean, they're really embracing technology at the moment and uh, and we'll be using um, these portals and we'll be using technology a lot more to make um, to make it easy for the honest firearm um, uh, owners to uh, to do the right thing and, and for them to uh, to get through their uh, the necessary um, checks and, and balances to, to, to allow them to, to get going with their profession. All right, well, more information about the amnesty and surrendering, registering or selling unwanted firearms is available from crimestoppers.com.au forward slash firearms amnesty. David, um, thank you for joining us this morning. We'll catch up next week. Great. Thanks, Marcus.